0: Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs radio show, where we highlight everyone from
1: the top industry leaders to startups and farmers that make it all possible with Chef Jean Blom and photojournalist Amaris Pollock,
0: Food Farms and Chefs this week is so excited to have a all about Irish show uh, as we enter the week of St. Patrick's Day uh truly an american holiday that is uh celebrated in style here a little bit different in you know the the country of ireland but uh, i think in, in pennsylvania and, and the united states and philadelphia especially we have so many truly unique locations to celebrate st patrick's day and if you've been around philadelphia as long as i have there is no better place and to celebrate St. Patrick's Day or just any day and have a great lunch, the McGillen's Old Ale House. With us right now is Gabby Rubery from McGillen's Old Ale House. Gabby, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. Great pleasure to have you with us.
2: Thanks for having me. We're excited to be here.
0: So, Gabby, a little bit, you know, what I know about McGillen's. I'm an old head. I've uh can honestly say I've i put a, a couple uh, great evenings in at, at McGillan's in my lifetime and and been there for many different celebrations. Uh, so if I'm correct, and, and McGillen's is the oldest pub in the city of Philadelphia.
2: Uh, correct the oldest continually more, operating pub. Yes.
0: Right, right, right. That's always that. You know, people. Have a lot of that because up here we have the King George and Bucks County and things like that. So you're the oldest continuing operating pub in the city of Philadelphia, which is just an amazing, and amazing uh, feat in itself. And you've been celebrating St. Patty's Day in style for a long, long time, but just a lot of other stuff about uh, there. So as we go into this week, you know, one of the really cool things about that McGillen's it has this like knack. For people getting engaged there, and if I'm correct, you were one of those people who got engaged there.
2: So yes, you are it, correct.
0: What is it about McGillens that you know gets people to pop that question? They you know, did you ever, you know, ask your husband, hey, what, what so, why here?
2: So I'll back up. So actually, I met my husband there. He did not propose to me there, but I was his waitress about 20 years ago. Ah,
0: okay. Okay. So
2: we met. Um, we met there. We did not, but we did get married there. Our, our wedding ceremony was there. Okay. Okay. But you guys do have that knack for people asking the
0: popping the question there. I mean, more than most places I've ever heard. So you know, what what is it about that? Is it just the uh, the great friendly camaraderie, the spirit of it, the you know, the brotherhood that it is McGill? It really is.
2: Yeah, I do think it's a great atmosphere. We welcome everyone. I think it's a comfortable environment and. You know, people, are, they feel comfortable and they feel at home. So I think that has a lot that, to do with it. You know, it's easy to talk to people, your servers, your bartenders, and you know all of the other patrons that are there.
0: It, it truly is. It's something that has struck me throughout the years and, you know, having gone in there over a period of time mm-hmm. that friendliness and camaraderie and just, you know, that, that, as I said, brotherhood, you know, that exists there is truly, truly unique. So as we're just, you know, four simple days away from a big celebration, one of the things that McGillan does every year, and, and this kind of makes me cringe every year. I know what you're going to say. I'm in the, I craft, brewery I, I'm the craft brewery <laughs> business, so I was asked this question last night. What beer am I dying green? And I was like, uh, none. But, um, you know, you do it and you make it a really fabulous, fun time. So uh, what what beer are we doing green this year? And, uh, you know, how long has that tradition been going on?
2: We turn the Bud Light green every year um, for St. Patrick's Day. It's already green because we sort of kicked off. St. Patrick's celebration has actually become a month-long celebration. It's not just one day anymore. Um, you know, there's Aaron expresses like baby St. Patrick's day that sort of lead up and build up to the actual St. Patrick's day this Friday. Um, but it's always, but like that we dye green. And it's funny you mentioned the craft beer because I've noticed a lot of the small craft breweries are now dyeing one of their house beers green. So I think it's becoming more common.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if I could talk our uh, Master Brewer into that. And I don't really want to make a shot at it either, but, uh, you know. I, I um, you know he's already temperamental enough. I don't know how it would, how that would go over. But you know, it's it is a wonderful beer. And then, listen, I have put many of those green beers behind me, uh, you know. So it's it's always a fun thing. So
2: yeah, it is fun. Tell our
0: listeners what else you got going on for St. Patrick's Day
2: um on the day of st patrick's day we're opening an hour early we have a dj we'll have irish music we always have irish steppers coming through and you know an occasional bagpiper and traditional irish um traditions that you know just sort of happening on the day of the event we have a specialty food and cocktail menu um one of our most famous concoctions on our st patrick's day menu menu is. Um, our Irish potato martini, which we make with Philly's oh. own stateside vodka mm-hmm. and rum chata. And it's served up in a martini glass with a cinnamon sugar rim and drizzled with coconut flakes. It's delicious. Oh, that's
0: that sounds <laughs> absolutely It's a decorative. good dessert.
2: It is great. Yes, yes. yes. You know,
0: I, I'm old enough to remember many years ago, and I, and I actually got it. I believe at uh I was wearing a beautiful Irish sweater, and somebody was wearing a drinking helmet um, that goes way back. So it was a green St. Patrick's themed helmet that had two cup holders on the side
2: oh with little gosh, tubes so in
0: them, and kind of went down. And you, you know, you never had to hold a hold of drink because they were under helmet. And I think in my garage, someplace, they may still exist. But uh, you know, that we're going back a lot of years and a whole different lifestyle <laughs> back then. But yeah, I
2: it's funny the the outfits that people come up with in their St. Patrick's Day attire. It's almost it's like a fashion show now, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's I, definitely I've, a fashion show for you know these couple of weeks. You know, who wore I'm their very, green vest?
0: Yes, yes, the green vest, the great, great sweaters. You see, absolutely amazing sweaters, like yeah. you know, ones that are you know, from the second-hand store, but something you know that they paid hundreds of dollars for as well.
2: Sure, you know? yeah. You so, know what I noticed this past weekend, too, which I guess is easy, is um, a lot of eagles, a lot of Kelly Green eagles are, you know, which is easy for Philadelphia. Sure. But, um, sure. Yeah.
0: My favorite color uniform, going back.
2: Same. Back and we'll be back there next year, I hear.
0: Uh, I I believe so. I certainly believe so.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: what size crowd are you expecting, you know, leading in and then obviously on Friday, what what size crowd is uh are you gearing up for?
2: Um, I, I mean I, I my expectation is that there's a line there at ten AM when we open. So there always has been. Um again we are Philly's oldest pub and it's just that's where you want to be on Saint Patrick's Day.
0: I would agree. I I I listen, if I did I would probably be there. Yeah. 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 If I did not have to work I would be there. So you know, so we, we talk a lot about St. Patty's Day, but McGillen's is really so much more. I mean, you have, you know, live music, karaoke, things like that going on on a regular basis. Um, tell us about, you know, just McGillen's the the history and what what other things you got going on there. When
2: we're not all being Irish. Uh, well, I mean, this month alone, we have March Madness kicking back up. I'm... We've had quite the year rolling in from a World Series to the holiday season to a Super Bowl run and now St. Patrick's and March Madness. I feel like there's always something going on. And this past week, of course, the Flower Show was in Philadelphia. If there is an event in Philadelphia or a holiday, we are celebrating it. We will always have a themed drink and food menu. Um, So the Flower Show was great. It brings so many people out to the city. The city was really alive this week and busy.
0: Yes, yes, I was I was down midweek, and it was a uh, it was nice to see all the people back. Yeah, it was street. bustling. It was great. You know, around around it's always a great thing to to see that. Yeah, in that the was city. really
2: great.
0: When you talk about food, uh, one of the things that I know about McGillan's I don't know if our listeners know about McIlhuns. First of all, your food is delicious; it's amazing. But you know, you really have like great value-based menu items, especially like for lunch. You know, people can go in and get a really great meal and have a beer, have two, and even have some money left over for that third. You know, that is that something that's always kind of been a driving force behind uh, the management there to keep that value going. Or, you know, absolutely,
2: absolutely, I think that's what you know. It's low prices, high volume, um, and that's how we get our guests to come back. I mean, one of the reasons that. People continue to come because it is a great value. You can get a whole pitcher of beer for ten dollars and fifty cents. That's five beers, two dollars a beer. Yeah, that's that's. You can get a sandwich and fries it. for twelve. It's unheard of. It's cheaper than the fast food. You know, and you're sitting down, being served. It's um, it's a whole experience, really. And, and
0: you know, so many people today look for unique things. I know at at our location. We do a roast beef sandwich and a beer for ten dollars. It's a special.
2: Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people come in for that. You know, yeah, it's a it's that would, sounds like a good, great deal. I want I'm, I'm on my way there right now. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: we don't open until Thursday, but thank you on that one. I appreciate it. Well we get a head
2: start. <laughs> hey,
0: you know what? I, I and I will say I, I actually am opening this evening for a runner group, so it'll be uh it'll be a, a a little bit different. We might sell a couple of them. You know what is what are your biggest selling items
2: on the menu? Um, our wings, our meatloaf, our shepherd's pie, definitely our hot roast beef and hot turkey. It's all hand carved. Um, there's some more bigger items back, and now you know since COVID, we sort of went down to a, a limited menu, but at this point, we've brought almost every menu item back. You know, oh, we do have a fried crispy chicken sandwich, what which is selling really well.
0: So that's new. I don't remember that the last time I yeah, was Yeah, that's there.
2: pretty new, but that must be one of our most popular items right now. I love the fact that your shepherd's pie
0: is something we can get, you know, year-round. In, and it's really oh, sure, yeah. Place. Especially this time of year, like today, you know, with the cold weather that we got in Philadelphia, the damp weather and stuff like that, there's no better way than the, you know, to warm up than stop in and mm-hmm. have a couple of and Magellans that I You know, what a great Monday dinner, uh, you know, Monday afternoon, lunch, anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the great things.
2: What you know what else about? is really great on this weather day too, I just want to mention is our French onion soup. I think is one of the best in the cities, which is another great meal for a rainy cold day like today. Well,
0: since, you know, you guys have been around, so long and and philadelphia we all knew that you know a.j winston's had that reputation for that french onion soup that Mm -hmm. they did years ago and for our listeners who know that i will encourage them to go to mcgillan's because i've had your french onion soup and it is equally delicious it's slightly different but it's equally delicious as what you got from a.j winston's um i'm sure that uh the family of the you know, H. A. Winston team that that are friends of mine are going to be calling in a short amount of time and say how dare you say that exactly, but you know it is true. So um, you know that's okay. I, you know, I'm going to be honest and go out there and say it is as good, and uh, I'm just to a fan of that and say so. You one of the other things, you know, your bar keeps your your staff there. You you have a lot of longevity going on with your staff there. You know, so it says a lot about the people who who work for you, but it also says a lot about the customers that, you know, come in and and how generous they must be. Because, you know, you're not you didn't go through a lot of the same, you know, you don't go through a lot of the same turnaround that so many other businesses have. Uh, You know, how do you manage all that? I mean, what's the secret behind that?
2: Well, I mean, we're we're kind of like a, a little family. So, um you know, we, we try to make a fun environment to work. Um, you know, I myself, I'll be celebrating my 20th year there this upcoming August, but we've had John Doyle that's worked there for, I think, 45 years now. I think he's been there, maybe longer. Yeah, um, a long- yeah and a lot of our, um, you know, veteran bartenders, they, they've been there for 10-plus years. You know, we, we love each other like a family, and it's a fun place to work. When I And they make really good money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, course, well, my- that's always
0: a great bonus. It's always a great – it's kind of why we all can go there. But I always describe McGillin's when people will ask, you know, you know people oftentimes say, you know, where, where are good places to go in Philadelphia? And, you know, it, it goes that way with cheesesteaks. And, you know, okay, do I tell them, you know, where to get the best cheesesteak or do I tell them to go to Gito's for the best experience, whatever? But the one consistent is McGillin's in that because I can tell them that. And you're going to get that cheers experience from the television show. You're going to get in. People know your name. The staff know who you are. And you walk in the door. You get that welcome. You get that whole experience. But then when you sit down, you get, you know, great food. You get, you know, wonderful service. You get ice cold beer. Uh, you know, has McGillan's become a, you know, and, and I don't know this because it's never seen that way when I was there. But I would say You know, it might be one of the tourist locations in the city of Philadelphia, as well as being the local haunt for so many. Um, Do you see a lot of people coming in and saying, "I heard about this place," "I read about this place," you know, the history of it. I want to, you know, come in and get my picture done and and things like that.
2: Absolutely, we are a huge tourist attraction, but just as much as we are a locals' destination, Um, we are the oldest bar in Philadelphia. Anyone, you know, you Google it and mcgillen's pops up um you know if you're in philadelphia you want to visit it so it is absolutely a tourist attraction
0: one, one thing before we start to to close out the segment you know philadelphia has had many big name irish bars come and go and, and you know we mm-hmm. saw downies we saw cavanagh's we saw you know a lot of different places come and go over the you know over the years in the city of Philadelphia and McGillen's has stayed the course and been successful and, you know, just really been right there and been that cornerstone. What do you owe that to? I,
2: I mean, I guess great leadership by our owners. Um, Chris is a savvy b- businessman um, and, you know, the, the son too. They're We have great management, I guess. <laughs> it's one of the reasons for sure. Yeah. and again, yeah, the value I, I, of our food, our beer we're you know we' are constantly we have a lot to offer as far as you know we have thirty craft beers, we have a full menu, our kitchen's open to one a m um, we you know we there's no surprises with us
0: no you know, and i and I think we're,
2: that we're consistent yeah i think so, that
0: that is a lot of it that you are consistent, and like many other places you you've never tried to get gimmicky um you know i i I've always admired that you know. You, you have your specialty cocktails and things like that, but you've never really uh, deviated from that consistent, we're going to do a good quality product at a good price and, and have friendly service. So for our listeners coming in, give us a little bit about your hours for the week, uh, what's going on, um, that they can find out more, where they can find you on social media, how they can find out more about McGillen's.
2: Oh, sure. Um, well, this week, our hours, we are open 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. daily. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, we are opening one hour early. We're opening at 10 a.m. to kick off our 163rd St. Patrick's Day. We will have a DJ starting at 4 o'clock, full Irish fare and drink menu. We'll have our green beer, of course. You can check out our website, mcgillins.com, M-C-G-I-L-L-I-N-S.com. You can Catch us on Instagram, at McGillen's Old Owl House, at Twitter, at McGillen's, and Facebook, McGillen's Old Owl House.
0: For our listeners, I want to repeat that number. 163rd St. Paddy's Day celebration. That is absolutely amazing. So, listen, if you're in the city of Philadelphia, not just St. Paddy's Day, any day of the week, you need to stop in the McGillin's, uh, you know, Tell them the Food Farms and Jeff said hello. Stop in and see if Gabby's there. Gabby, I wish you the greatest fun this Friday. I know you're going to have a blast. You're going to be busy as anything can be, but I wish you so much fun. Enjoy the great holiday, and uh, just keep on doing what you're doing because you really do represent Philadelphia.
2: Oh, thank you. We appreciate that. We're proud, of, the proud of what we do, <laughs> but yes, yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Be safe. Come visit us if you're in town.
0: Thank you very much. We will be right back after a short commercial.
1: To become a sponsor of Food Farms and Chefs and have your business or event promoted on two radio stations in Philadelphia that play on Tuesdays during Drive Time Radio and on a station in New York on Fridays at 1 p.m., you can email us at foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com, ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com, or arpolicus at gmail.com.
0: Food Farms and Chefs is so excited to welcome... Ariana Bones, who is the director of operations for uh, Dooney's Irish or Dooney's, Ariana, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. We are thrilled to have you this St. Patrick's Day week.
1: Thank you so much. We're happy to be here.
0: So, what I know of Dooney's, and and we're going to rely on you to fill me in with all this other stuff, is that Dooney's opened up, uh, Jim and Mary uh, Dooney. Opened it up in 2011 um, that when you came on board uh, from one of my favorite schools in all of the city, you came on board from the Art Institute of Philadelphia with more of a marketing background, a little bit of fashion in there, which uh, anybody looks at this Zoom can see that right away. Um, but you've been around the hospitality industry for a long time. So tell our listeners just a little bit about your hospitality experience?
1: Well, I definitely started hospitality when I was still 17 years old, working as a hostess at Chili's. But um, for during college and things like that, I was working here at Dooney's when I was as a server bartender starting in 2011. So I've been with the company since they first opened their doors, just on a smaller capacity. Um, and I was working here for all throughout college and also a little bit after, and then I moved to New York. So for like two years, I was in New York, I was doing other things like private events and I was working in advertising as well. And then, um, when Jim and Mary were ready to grow the company, they asked me if I would come back and join them on just, you know, expanding and working on new things.
0: Yeah, you can't leave the hospitality industry. It's impossible. Yeah, it really, it's is. It, it, it really <laughs> is. So you have three locations. Tell our listeners where your three locations are.
1: We have two. We have two locations.
0: oh I'm sorry, run and Voorhees, right? No, it's fine. Yes, okay.
1: Delran and Voorhees.
0: Okay. Um, but I, I thought you had a second or a third one too. I apologize.
1: It's okay. No worries. Yeah. Um, sorry. we are definitely actively looking for a third, so you might not be too far off next time we chat.
0: <laughs> well. Best of luck on that. That's always a uh, an interesting endeavor. Doing that, um, doing something like that. One of the other very cool things about your owners they're they're very charitable individuals, um, and they have a particular aspect of the world that they like to focus that charity in something that's uh, really so important to all of us. They're very involved in charity related to cancer research and and you know, helping find a cure for cancers and things like that. And it's kind of a driving force behind the, you know, the restaurants itself. Um, In particular, the the Alicia Rose Victoria Foundation. Tell us a little bit about that, that whole world and how it ties into the operation and and a little bit of uh, how it's impacted the business and as well as the family.
1: Yeah. So Alicia Rose Foundation is um centered or just it originated in marlton new jersey and that's where jim and mary raised their family all of their daughters have done volunteer work there and we when we started talking about um, we can partner up to have you know a little bit more impact it was definitely something that they were um, very adamant about they really already like had ties with the foundation through their daughters and things like that so what we did is we started this um, annual golf tournament it's a golf outing and it benefits the foundation and then um and we were able to raise a, a good amount of money for them for the last two years that we ran this um golf tournament and then we also do a dine and donate program with um, any organization that would like to usually it's like schools or um just uh churches and things like that and what they'll do is they'll bring in they'll advertise that we're doing a dine and donate and so they come and anyone that mentions the the fundraiser then will donate 15 percent of the profits to that organization so that's another way that we like to give back and it's fairly easy for everyone involved so we do it a lot Mm mm-hmm
0: Yeah, they're, they're very, they're very wonderful things to do. We do a similar style, uh, certain nights of the week with local organizations. There's always such a good feeling to get people coming in and knowing that, you know, our success can give back and help. And, and so, you know, thank you for being that involved in doing those things. Um, okay. So most importantly, we're, you know, and I, I don't want to focus on everything about St. Patrick's week, but, you know, you do have a little bit of an Irish feel going on there, um tell us about the week ahead and then specifically Friday. What, what are you expecting? What are you doing uh, special? What, what's going on in that world?
1: So we're already getting geared up for the big day. We're um, so in Delran, we've always, since we've been here for so long, we've always opened up for kegs and eggs, which um, at 9am we open up. um, There's usually like already people lining up outside wearing their green and orange and, they come in for breakfast. We definitely have our green bagels waiting for everyone, you know, our Irish coffees. Everyone's already in the spirit. Um and then but that's only in Delran. We started off with some live music, a little bit more acoustic, and then after that, we'll get bagpipers in here, we'll get Irish dancers in here, and then just music lineup for the rest of the day. Um that's always really exciting. If anyone's ever been here for that day, we're always packed. It's very fun it's everyone's extremely happy there's never like an issue which it's honestly a a lot of work but it's it's very rewarding because everyone's so excited um and then in Voorhees we never actually started with the kegs and eggs we kind of just decided not to do that just because we get so involved in it over here so there we're opening up at 11 and again we got the bagpipers we got the Irish dancers we have live music on um, starting at noon all the way through the end of the night, and it should definitely be a good time.
0: It is wonderful to have, you know, the aesthetic Irish, you know, accents of bagpipers and things like that. And I have to tell you, I did not know about the kegs eggs idea, and I absolutely love it. I may have to come over for breakfast before I go to work that day just for that. Yeah, you have because to, you have that, to. <laughs> that, that is an absolutely lovely idea. We were contemplating doing that if the Eagles had won the Super Bowl where our, our location is within, you know, a very short distance of uh, the train station and the first stop on the train station. We were thinking about let's do kegs and eggs. If the Eagles win and we have a parade, people yeah, can walk be- in our lot and then walk to the train and, and do that and, and go that route. But, you know, unfortunately, we have to wait till next year for that. So but uh, what, what a wonderful thing. So the bagpipers all do you bring them in? Or is that something that just kind of happens now that you've been doing it a couple of years and people show up?
1: We, we bring them in, we, okay. um, we like to have like a nice uh, organized schedule so that no one's overlapping. Um, so they'll, they'll be here around, like right before like, they'll be here around like 1045 11 o'clock. So right before like our lunch crowd rolls in. Um, I think that, you know, throughout the day, you see a lot of like bar crawls rolling in and they come in buses, which is always fun. <laughs> you know, everyone's in green. So exciting.
0: Yes, yes, it, it really is. It, and a gauntlet of fashions from, you know, the simple T-shirt, to you know, kiss me up, Irish all the way up to the several hundred dollar Irish outfits and and things like that. Baby,
1: Marty, uh,
0: another <laughs> yep. Yeah, it it, it really is a, a lot of fun. And and uh, I, I think I might have to come in just to see that the what your staff is and you know, with your little background of and fashion and all what you choose to wear that day, you know, <laughs> being, being Irish, so it'd be a lot of fun. Um so what kind of crowds do you normally get on St. Patrick's Day?
1: So we get anything from children because we're definitely more of a family establishment for sure. So we get anything from children to, you know, everyone who wants to party all day to like people who just really are trying to get some corned beef and cabbage to, you know, anybody else. It's very diverse. Um, What I do mention is we don't take reservations, so it's kind of just like, just come, first come first serve and we also don't time people at the table so they a lot of people choose to be here all day and like they do get here for breakfast so that they can save a table for the rest of the day and things like that so um because we did go through a period where we had to take reservations obviously the pandemic and that was like very sad for us
0: (laughs) I love the fact that you don't time people at the tables that is like the I mean, that's hospitality in its finest. It's like, come join us, be part of the family, stay all day. Yeah. That, that says so much about the culture that you and, you know, Jim and Mary have instilled in, in the facilities. I mean, really, that that is it's, it's actually touching, you know, that, that, that is, you know, what you have instilled there and brought to that, that whole, you know, family, you know, kind of orientation. And so, wow. Yeah. You know, that's just that, yeah. that, that, that,
1: What we do too is we open up our private events room for seating so that we can accommodate as many people as possible and we don't have to, you know, ask them to leave or anything like that. So we have a second bar in Delran with all the seating and then in Voorhees we have a third bar because we have two main bars that already operate normally and then we open our private events room and we add that third bar to it.
0: Okay, tell us a little bit about the menu, Uh, you know, what the food is there, not just St. Patty's Day, but other days of the week, one of the things that you're known for.
1: You know, we, our menu is very large and there's something there for everyone. Um, We actually run into a lot of issues when we try to change it because people are like, where's my, you know, my favorite item going? Like, what, how dare you take it off the menu? So like, it's really hard for us to change the menu. Um, It's been very much similar to the original menu that we've had obviously there have been changes to it but it's there's a lot of like staple things so there's something for everyone and then for the month of march we're doing some specials uh, the reuben spring rolls which are amazing you know if you're not in for the whole corned beef and cabbage experience the spring rolls are a nice snackable way of you know still taking that in and then we have um, the, obviously the corned beef and cabbage because we cannot do that. And the Dublin steak sandwich is my favorite, my absolute favorite. It's um, flat iron steak diced up and there's like melted blue cheese crumbles and mushrooms and peppers and things in it. And it's so yummy. Um, I think that after March, we're just gonna continue with doing so- certain features that way, but they'll just change based on the the, the season really.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful to know. Uh, What do you have on draft? You have a a decent selection of beers on draft. So anything uh, specifically for Friday, I know you have some Irish beers on draft as well, but uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the draft
1: list. Yeah, we have our staple Irish beers, the um, Harp, Smittix, Guinness, and we have a Kilkenny, which is an Irish cream. Only two places in New Jersey have, I guess three now because we have two Uh, places in New Jersey actually carry it um, and people come from all over the place trying to taste it. Um, So we definitely have that going for us a lot. And then we have, you know, your normal Miller Lake, Poresight, Bud Light stuff. We also have uh, 10 rotating craft beers. We like to bring in a lot of local craft companies that from like around the area that um, we change all the time. So they're
0: not always the same. Well, thank you for supporting the small craft breweries. We, I am part of that whole world, and I I love when people you know give us a shout out or do things like that. So what a wonderful thing you're doing over there, and it's uh it's good in that aspect. So during the week on a normal non, you know everybody Irish week, uh, music lineup, entertainment lineup. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about. You know what you have going
1: on in the normal week, yeah, we still do we still do live music uh here in dalrian we do it every other Thursday we have Ray Coleman he's everyone's favorite Irish singer. he's definitely been here for he's been playing it for at least ten years um and he's very entertaining (laughs) and then in in Voorhees we have him usually on like every other friday or so it's not usually set because he has different schedules but we also have a couple other people that we like to bring in um and they usually do fridays and saturdays there so it's um we always have something like but i usually recommend calling us for for that kind of lineup because it's ever-changing so it's not on the website at the moment but we do post it on our Instagram stories. So if people want to keep up with us, definitely watch our Instagram stories.
0: Do we have any specialty cocktails or anything that we're crafting up for St. Patrick's day?
1: Yeah, we do. So we brought back our Irish kiss and our orange Old fashion that we were featuring last year with, um, Jameson had come out, come out with the new product last year called Jameson orange, and we jumped on that bandwagon we made some drinks that are definitely crowd favorites and we oh, on um, uh, Kelly uh, Chad, uh, Michelle, uh, and we made with uh, them and it was all over the place but so we brought it back it was definitely a crowd favorite um and then we have your normal um you know we're definitely going to be featuring some green beers we definitely have like the Irish coffee and the car bomb and all of those you know things that green tea, things that people really like flock to on St. Patrick's day. Um, but during our normal year, we have, uh, we have our seasonal cocktails. They change every season. We just changed to our spring cocktails. We got some really good ones there. And then we'll be switching to summer as soon as summer comes around.
0: You know, it's funny how popular the car bomb is. Um, being a Pennsylvania micro broker I'm limited to Pennsylvania spirits is all yeah. I can. and so i I found a wonderful bourbon cream that's you know very similar to Iris so I brought it in I went to my bartenders the other day and I put it on the bar I feel like I got a great cry and all of it immediately turned around car bombs <laughs> you know really that's where we're gonna go with this but you know yeah St. Pattys yeah. This is the thing. I mean
1: Working in this industry, you see a lot of car bombs in your lifetime. But I think that nowadays I limit myself to one per year. And it's on St. Patrick's.
0: That's uh, probably a good thing, you know, that that you have some limits on that. So before we end up, uh, tell our listeners, one, the locations of both of your establishments and then where to find you on social media and how to get in touch and get more information.
1: Yes, of course. So our website is duniespub.com and there, if you'd like to contact us about contact us about private events or uh, anything else, you can definitely find that there on the website. Um, you can also order food online. It's, we only do pickups, so if you do order online, you have to come, come in and pick it up. But um, we're not just one tidbit of information. We don't do takeout on St. Patrick's Day. Um, it's just a little bit too hectic for that. Um, And then on social media, we, our handle is at Dooney's Pub. We are on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we are on Untapped. we're on Instagram, and we definitely are more active on Instagram and Facebook. So if anything's going on, trivia, live music, we always post it on there. So if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. It's definitely the best way.
0: So one final question: Knowing that you opened up in 2011, is this your twenty? Is this your 21st or 22nd St. Patrick's Day at Dunies?
1: It is the 10th. Is <laughs> the 10th? I'm life. sorry,
0: not 20, but yeah, the 10th or yes, yeah, 10th or 11th. Yeah, so yeah.
1: because when we opened up in 2011, it was July.
0: Okay, so, so there we you started
1: go. in 2012, and then we were shut down for the pandemic a day before St. Patrick's Day in 2020.
0: Oh no, we count that as continuous. The government closed us all, it's okay.
1: Yeah, but we had all of of our product here. We were all ready to go and then we couldn't use any of it.
0: Right, absolutely, absolutely, yes. It was a trying time for everybody, uh, but we all got through it and here you are being even more successful than ever. And a lot of it was, the things you did during that which i think is a whole other story for another day about yeah. what you guys did there to get through the pandemic um which really is a great story in itself i wish you the very best of luck this friday i know it'll be very successful which location are we going to find you at
1: i definitely will be here in Dalran for kegs and eggs and probably up until like mid-afternoon, and then I'm going to head over to Voorhees to make sure that they're doing all right.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. Have a great St. Paddy's Day, and we will circle back to find out the second part of that story, which is really uh, inspirational on how you got through the pandemic. And again, thank you. Good luck. Have a great St. Paddy's Day.
1: Thank you very much. It was nice chatting with you.
0: My pleasure. As we continue with everything that's Irish and great celebrations and great locations in Philadelphia and the surrounding area South Jersey. We would be remiss if we did not talk about uh, one of the very cool places with an amazing history to it uh, that is in one of the greatest sections of Philadelphia and that would be Manioc Session. Um, We're here with Tracy Hardy, the co-owner of Crescent Inn. Our Welcome to Food for Arts and Chefs. Very excited to talk about the Crescent and and hear about all the very cool stuff going on there, and then how you got involved in it and everything else.
3: <laughs> well, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Once again, I am Tracy Hardy, owner of the Crescent Inn, 114 Gay Street, in the beautiful Manayunk section of Philadelphia. So I bought, I was going to Crescent Inn, I'm, a, I'm an original Manny been there almost 50 years of my life, moved to Mount Airy when my parents got older, but- been back and forth because my grandparents and great grandparents and all my aunts were there so I the previous owner's family owned it and he's he my best friend is Nate Sanders and I came with this idea to buy it from his uncle um he didn't have the finances so I put the SBA loan in and got approved for it and bam here we are 112 years old crescent then uh I feel like I'm Irish uh, been around Irish folks my whole life. Uh, I love green beer, green people, Notre Dame. <laughs> so it just, it it was just a theme and it all went together. And I, I just love the place. And it's, a, it's like the modern day Cheers.
0: It really is. It, it truly is. And speaking to the Irish say, listen, I'm Polish, Lithuanian, Russian, but <laughs> Irish is a state of mind. It is not a nationality. If you believe you're Irish, you are Irish. I can't go with the the notre dame thing on that i'm a Penn stater but you know what god bless you I'll, I'll give it to you you know on that one but uh other than that you know i love your energy level and, and it's really phenomenal to uh you know see the success of that and and the great history so for people who don't know the crescent Inn, you know way back then, during prohibition uh where you know obviously we were not allowed to serve alcohol during Prohibition, so the crescent Inn was a shoe store but if your shoes were too tight, you could go down to the basement and get a little remedy for that.
3: Uh at <laughs> yes. the doctor
0: down there that was called Dr. Speakeasy. Yes. So you could go down and, and see Dr. Speakeasy and they can help you with that tightness in your shoes and, and any tightness that you had in the rest of your body because they could hook you up <laughs> with a little remedy that to, to loosen you up. Um, you know, and I love that. I love the establishments that had that that speakeasy history to them and that they succeeded and you know you guys had a little history as a billiard hall but you yep. are just uh, a tremendous you, you are right when you said cheers because you have the, the dartboard and the jukebox and that whole, that whole feeling and when you walk into Crescent Inn you know everybody stands up and says Norm or Brian or Jimmy or whatever you know yep. so um, you know that's a great thing how do you keep that energy level going? I mean, I obviously with you, and I can sense how you do. But you know, you've been—that's been that way, you know, for a long time. it's a hard I, thing to keep going.
3: To tell you the truth, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, uh when I was coming up, people said, "Oh, Tracy Hardy must be on drugs or something." And then my my closest friends, like I never seen him do anything. Like he's like that at five a.m. when I married my wife. Uh, Jennifer Gomez Hardy, has a partner with me in the businesses. She said the same thing. I cannot believe you get up and start. I get up and say, hey, let's get it. And I got to get rolling. And I just try to bring that in everything that I do. Uh, i partnered up with a guy named uh, Nate Sanders. Uh, he's just as outgoing. He was a gymnast when he was in high school. Rock strong guy, pillar in the neighborhood. Uh, and we just, we just really feed off each other. And it's amazing that me and Nate could be in a bar together at the Crescent Inn and me and him will be talking and we zone everybody else out. And they were wondering how to get in the conversation between me and Nate. And it was like that ever since his family owned it and he was a bartender. I would come to the door and say, hey, Nate, what's up? And we would just go, man. And it's just a great place. We have a, a great selection of IPAs and beer. Our food is to die for. Man, you guys got to come by, man. Oh,
0: I've been there. That- Trust me, I I know your place. One of the things that I love is uh, your fried chicken sandwich. Your fried chicken sandwich you got there, man, is is out of this world. So tell our listeners a little bit about your menu.
3: Well, we got a lot of different things on there. I have actually upgraded and digressed and regressed, so I'm flipping it back and forth. But I'm bringing back, I'm bringing back, because everyone's asking for it, our corned beef. Our corned beef sandwich is to die for. Delicious, low in calories. Great in flavor, great in taste. We have another thing that's called the chicken nut. It's a it's a honey glazed fried chicken breast, circular, made on a donut, and it's create. It's like it gives you everything. It's got a hot chili chili sauce on it, so you get the sweet, the hot, the honey with the chicken is a great sandwich, man. And our different flavors of wings, we try to uh, do our different styles. Come up with different things whenever we come up with the menus. We got a great burger. We got avocado burgers. We got jalapeno burgers, and we got Chicago-style hot dogs with everything on. It. It's like you call it, we put it on there. Well, uh, I'm afraid that my cardiologist
0: is listening and going to call me afterwards. But I've had your chicken sandwich on a donut, and like, look, I could do one of them a day. But you know, you probably wouldn't go there. Uh, but yes, you know, it, it is to die for. It is a truly amazing sandwich. Um, And, you know, when you throw out their corned beef low-calorie, who cares? (laughs) It's corned beef. You know, like, come on. You know, I don't think about calories on St. Patty's Day or any other day of the year when we're having corned beef. It's corned beef. Absolutely. It's a a great thing in general. You also have one of the most unique cocktails uh, that... Can be made and and it, it it is truly a Philadelphia cocktail in the on Mimosa.
3: Oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. So I can't believe they told you about that. That I'm, is a neat special.
0: <laughs> listen, I I love this. I love this. I love this So go ahead and tell our listeners just a little bit about the on Mimosa.
3: Listen, that, that, it, my my friend has been drinking Mad Dog probably when we weren't supposed to be drinking it as kids. And he continues to drink it to this day. Actually, he was drinking it yesterday. And he came up with a cocktail called the Manioc Mimosa. It's Mad Dog and Champagne, and it's the die for. I mean, I, I first went on a date with my wife, and she tried Mad Dog with me, and she doesn't like me at all since then. <laughs> but the Manioc Mimosa, we do them on Sunday. We do them every day. But we do them on Sundays. We start to get into the theme of showing old-school fights for back in the 30s, 40s, 50s on up, as much footage as we can get. And we'll be doing those manual mimosas uh, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Now, uh,
0: a brief thing about Mad Dog, because, you know, you and I (laughs) can probably talk about it for a long time. But, you know, many years ago, I was going to an event and it was one of them, you know, bring your own wine. But it was bring the worst wine you can get. (laughs) So I was was of the age where, you know, I wasn't buying Mad Dog anymore, drinking Mad Dog anymore. But I figured I'm going to take Mad Dog. So I kind of discreetly go into the, the liquor store, or go in and, you know, to where I was getting at the package a good store. And I, you know, I need a bottle of Mogan David wine and I'm trying to be real discreet. And the guy be like, you want that dog? <laughs> thinking,
2: okay. Well,
0: there's no that coverage is blown out of there. But you know, no, I love that idea. I actually have to, I think this summer, have to have my kids over and everybody and serve up a, a batch of uh, mini uncle and, and do a toast to you guys and do that. Or just bring them in one Sunday for, you know, lunch and have some there and do that because God, that's such a great idea. And it's so Philadelphia and, and just so wonderful, you know? So you're the, you're the brains kind of behind uh, the, the food aspect of it all. Uh, yes. You know, tell us a little bit about that background and, and where you learned uh, you know, your your experience in food.
3: <laughs> well, it starts at home from your great grandmother <laughs> and trickles down to your mother. Um and I just um started to experiment stuff with stuff a long time ago. Uh I call myself a grill master. I have a charcoal one and I have a gas one, um, because I like the different flavors from different textures and different things. So um I used to work at my um uncle's bar, they had one in 52nd Lancaster called GNR Love Lounge. And uh-huh. I was later, later on in life um, and I would just cook different things and try different things and I just kept experimenting experimenting. I got really, really good at it and I got so good at it that my mother doesn't even cook no more. Uh, she says uh, that my <laughs> my wife asked my mother uh, one time, she says, yeah, hey, what did you tell Tracy how to cook? She said, I told him some things, then he superseded everything that I ever taught him. I made myself, I made my own uh homemade fresh made uh traduncan myself um we feasted it at the last thanksgiving at the bar we cut it up everyone loved it i put pheasant i put uh ground turkey cheese stuffing uh rabbit and and shred 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 shreds of golden it and everyone loved this when we sliced it down in the middle you can see all the different other flavorings in there and it was delicious one of the
0: other very cool things that I I forgot to touch on earlier about this, and I yes. and I believe this still to be true, that you still follow these old tradition. You are a cash only bar, if I'm correct.
3: Yes, cash only bar. Yes,
0: I love that. I, I you know what? That's just such a great thing because it it speaks to who your clients are. You know, you're not. You know, it's a comfortable place. I mean, like you said, it's cheers. And yes. that's that. That tells me is you know we're not worried about the people on the expense accounts and that, all that. We're happy to serve who we are right here in Maniunk and, and do all that. And it says so much about just the feeling and the atmosphere and everything else about you know what you're doing. Like I, st- wow. I
3: still I still I still feed the homeless every day underneath the bridge. Uh, those guys walk in and uh, you know if they want some food I, I don't tell them no. Uh, if they want a beer and they don't have it, yo, give them a beer. You know, I'll take it out of my pocket and give it to them. These guys protect the building. They actually go outside, man, and clean up the cigarette butts and they tell me if anything's going on. Hey man, that's Tracy's place. You better cut that out. So I, you know, it's really a neighborhood place. Uh we love to expand to other people, but we don't want to lose who we are as many Yunkers. And in Manny Young, and Manny Young stands for the place, the place, the place, the place to come to drink. Um, so a lot of people. Think they're Manny Yonkers, they live up the hill. No, they're Roxburyans because they're from Roxburgh. Manny Yonk was the poor folks that were down at the bottom of the hill. So now we got this uh, Main Street with million dollar, billion dollar businesses and hotels and motels and and restaurants. Everybody thinks that Manny Yonk the best thing that ever happened, but it's always been that way. It's a true gym. We got the greatest dive bar in the entire tri state county, the Crescent End.
0: You know, it's so funny because it's a, you know, I got a lot of years behind me and, and, been around a long time, and I know the city quite well, and, you know, you just described that with, you know, the top of the hill being Roxborough and who that was, and, you know, the, the poor people were down the bottom of the hill and, Manny Ops, and not so much that way anymore, but the attitude yeah. feeling, and, and the people, you know, what goes on there is still that feeling that, you know, that and you proudly, just proudly threw out that dive bar status. And, <laughs> you know, jukebox, dartboard, cash-only, you know, manioc, Mimosa, you know, everything. So some of our other places that are celebrating St. Paddy's Day this weekend, we just got done. McGillin's been around 150-plus years. Uh, We just came off uh, another one. It's about 10. You guys were closed a little bit while that. You're coming up on a little shorter number. This is your first one since reopening, right?
3: This is our second one, second one. Second one. we opened in March in 22 is our second one. It's is actually our anniversary. The bar is actually 112 years old to date uh this week, I mean this 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 uh weekend, I think. Um so we're doing a lot of celebrating. Uh we want a lot of folks to come out. Um you know, even on the outside we're we're pet friendly. We bring out bowls of water or food for the for the animals. Um and we just want folks to have a good time and be responsible and then just enjoy the whole essence of being a many be being the presence of many So tell our
0: listeners uh a little bit about what you have planned for obviously St. Paddy's Day being Irish and uh, you know, for the celebration of 112 years.
3: We got a lot going on. So let's start with the first day. We open up at 7 a.m. that day uh on Friday. We got uh, four different different types of IPAs. We have our traditional uh, Michelin Ultras, things like that. We have $3, $3 shots. It's called Method and Madness. It's a, it's a single mold Irish whiskey. Very tasty. $3 a shot. We pour an ounce and a half of alcohol in each one of our shots. It is to die for three bucks. We got car bombs. We got cherry bombs. We got uh, 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 jello shots. We got um, the Oreo cookies and cream drinks. We have a lot. We got Jameson specials. We got t-shirts, we got beads, we have beautiful women that's going to bartend, some ugly men that's going to bartend. We got everything you need, (laughs) everything you need. So come, come early, stay over a long time, and we guarantee you have a good time. And yes, we'll have our traditional green beer.
0: Wow. I, you know, I don't even know where to go with that whole rundown you just gave me. Um, I forgot you know, one
3: thing. We're giving out free food, free breakfast sandwiches from 7 a.m. to 1030 a.m.
0: Well, that's a hell of a promotion in itself, the yes. fact that you're doing that. And it says a lot about the field and the community that you belong to, you know, to do stuff like that. So what do you got to celebrate the 112? You you uh, have any memorabilia you're doing that? Uh, you know, any, any type of special signage for people to, you know, get their name on or anything like that?
3: Well, we didn't go that far. Um, we actually, we got we got our anniversary shirts coming in. It should be on Thursday. Uh, we got uh, champagne toast for everybody. Um, hold it, and, hold it, and- hold it.
0: Is that <laughs> that champagne and
3: and uh, and Mad Dog? Or yes, that- sir! Yes, sir! Okay. <laughs> so everybody that comes in, we want to wait to a certain time and everybody have this, uh, Champagne Toast with Mad Dog, and that, Let the Night Begin and Keep Rolling. we have a DJ playing some of the hottest hits, um, and we'll go from there. Soft rock, hip, hip-hop, R&B, soul, rhythm, funk, it'll all be in the building. So before I let you go,
0: tell our listeners where they can find out more information, where they can find your wonderful, where they can find a Crescent Inn, and all the wonderful things you're doing.
3: Got you. So, once again, I'm Tracy Hardy, Crescent Inn. The address is 114 Gay Street. Gay Street is on Crescent. It runs parallel to uh, Main Street. Uh, We're in the Man Young section of Philadelphia. Uh, Like I said, on St. Paddy's Day, we open up at 7 a.m. Kegs and Eggs will be rocking and rolling. Uh, A lot of specials going on, and we just want you to come out and be safe and have a good time. We're open up Monday through Friday from 9.30 to 2 a.m. Saturday, 12.00. Sunday twelve, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining us on Food
0: Farms and Jazz. You, my man, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna come out and find some time with us and come drink with you. So please do. <laughs> I, I I look forward to that. Uh, I wish you so much success in all the years to come, and especially this weekend. You really uh, set the tone for what a Philadelphia neighborhood bar is. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being part of Food Farms and Chefs.
3: Thank you for having me on the show. God bless.
0: God bless.